indescribable podcast Adam, Tan, and Lindy Post one indescribable podcast They'll recap CXG On one indescribable podcast They'll share their points of view Adam, this one we will once again rehash the whole season talk through characters and what we thought of them giving out extra points. Also, our favorite song, sadly, no game this time now. Onto your favorite podcast. We bring all of our takes for you. Yes, that's right. We're back. We're here at One Indescribable Podcast, where we are going through the Hit CW show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend week after week after week, except not this week. This is not a week where we're going to be covering an episode. Instead, we are going to be talking about the entirety of season two um, in a sort of retrospective format. We did this after season one as well. Um, and here we are again at the end of the second season. There are four total seasons of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. We have made our way through two of them, which is incredible. Uh, by any measure you can possibly imagine, I certainly can't believe that we are here at this point. But of course, I'm not alone. I am joined here by two of my very good friends. First and foremost, someone who, after his game corner ended, he went 3-0. and in all of the games for the final three episodes, it is Todd. Todd the librarian. Todd, how are you? I am the champion, my <laughs> friends. I'm doing good, Adam. How are you doing? I, I'm doing really good. Uh, there's that competitive side that you uh, <laughs> have always been talking about here. Uh, you did incredibly well. Uh, you stumped us, of course, a couple episodes ago, and then you were successful in both Lindy and my game. Um, so, you know, incredibly well done to you, sir. Uh, uh, glad to have you here for recapping the season two, um, all of that going on here today. But with us as well, another one of our very good friends, someone who did not go 3-0 the last three episodes, but who I'm confident will start the next season 3-0. I'm calling my shot right now. Lindy, TV Lindy, how are you? That's a bold prediction. But as we know, you're usually right in terms of guessing things. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like I'm going to be winning. Well, I, did, I, well, I did just say th three, you know, let's, you know. I, <laughs> hey, <not> that's, <laughs> that's better than anything I've ever done. I'm not saying the whole season. Let's not get crazy here. If um, I go up three and zero, I'll be delighted. So I'm calling. I'm calling it right now. Lindy's going to start three and zero next season. We'll see. Now, now Adams would like throw the first three games of something else <laughs> just so he's right with his prediction. So please do that. Please. I was going to say, Lindy would be totally fine with that. I don't <laughs> care how I win. I just want to win. <laughs> I don't think Lindy would have any issue. Um, Unlike last season, however, we are not here uh, to play a game. We we did do a game at the end of last season, Super Time. That was not the case for this season. So we're not going to have a game today. Um, but we will, of course, be getting back to our regularly scheduled program when we start back up with season three. Again, still in Todd's Game Corner. Lindy's got some work to do here. 
um, to uh, see how she does in season three. But instead, we are here to go through uh, season two in a similar format that we did last time. We're going to be talking about the characters, talking about the points that we gave them throughout the season, talking about some of the songs that we loved, maybe thought were underrated. Um, and I just want to say, first and foremost, both Todd and Lindy, we did it here at the end of season two. This is amazing. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I say this every time we near the end of a season or any sort of milestone, but you know, we started whatever, seven, eight months ago. And here we are at the end of season two. I know we're like halfway through the series now, which is just wild. Like none of us had ever had our own podcast before. Like I'd never really appeared on a podcast before we started this and didn't know if it was going to last, how it was going to go. And now here we are like halfway through the series and we have no plans of stopping. So it's uh, pretty, pretty amazing. It's also amazing. We've put out an episode every single Saturday. Adam never misses uploading it. So it's awesome. Uh, yeah, editing a podcast is is a really interesting thing that you probably don't want to hear a lot about while listening to said podcast. Um, <laughs> that all being said, this has been uh, truly a blast to go through uh, two seasons. Here's to another two great seasons of Craziest Girlfriend. The show certainly goes in a lot of different directions. We'll see where <laughs> the podcast goes. Who knows? Uh, we could be doing some crazy stuff, in the, you know, six months from now as opposed to six months ago. So here we are at the end of season two. Um, and I think let's just dive right into it. So I believe we're going to start with some of the characters, um, but taking us through that, because I am, as we found out last time we tried to do this, I am not the person for this job. It is, it is of course, Lindy who will be taking us through this. Lindy, take it away. Wait a second. Did you try to do this at some point? Yeah. I, don't you, I think there was a time, oh gosh, what was the podcast where like I was, you know, you were just like waiting on me to like move us to the next. Was thing. it tick tick boom? It might have been tick tick boom. Where I was like trying to go through, it and I was like, wait a minute, this is that. <laughs> yeah, then we would just be silent, and I would yeah. just be like, what are we talking about next? Like, yeah. I, was like I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's not okay. my job. But yes, this is my job. So what we're going to do, just like last season, we are going to go through the major characters in the show in order of how many truly happy points we gave them. So we're going to start off with the ones who got the least amount of points and then work our way up to the person who got the most amount of points from us. And we are just talking about season two. So these are just points that we gave out in the 13 episodes of season two. So to start it off, uh, once again, we have some major characters who got zero points. I guess these are more of side characters. We didn't have any actual main characters with zero points like we did last season. <laughs> um, but real quick, we can just say who they are. And then if there's anything we want to say about them, we can. So people who, you know, show up occasionally who got zero points are Madison, George, Hector, and Father Bra. I think the only thing I'd like to say is I think Father Bra actually probably came close to getting points a couple of times this season. I think Father Bra season two is a vastly improved character over Father Bra of season one. I think he starts giving some good advice. I think he's there to like kind of point, try to point Josh in the right direction, even if Josh doesn't really listen to him or take the advice to heart. So there were actually a couple of times I was like tempted to give Father Bra a point this time. Never did because always like someone who was better. But out of this group, he's the only one that I really was like, yeah, Father Brawl is in contention. We'll see if that changes in future seasons. Yeah, for me, Madison, I gave her a point last season. She's always cute, but she really wasn't in this season very much. So didn't really have the opportunity. 
uh, George has never made me happy. It's just so unfortunate that no one knows his name. And there was always some humor in that, but he never really had a moment where he made us happy. So, yeah. And I would say with Hector, I mean, I know, I know the whole mom thing is a little creepy, but I also find it more entertaining than anything that Hector did before they came up with the whole mom shtick. So, uh, he entertains me more than he did like in season one. All right. So that is all the people who got zero points. Uh, now we're moving on to our biggest category. This is characters who only got one point. But for some of them, I would we can kind of reframe that as they managed to get one point. <laughs> kind of an uphill battle for some of these people. Um, so well, you're already putting the spin on there before we even uh, say the names, uh, Lindy. And it is known. <laughs> it is known, Adam, for some of these characters. Wow, this is a big group, and it's a it's a it's an interesting group because some of these people I think we have a lot of love for. Some of these people, some of us have lots of hatred for. So it's really funny <laughs> that they're all in the same category. And I will start off so. Someone I gave a point to who has one point on the board in the entire show so far is Josh Chan. Uh, I gave him a point in the episode where he's in the fashion show and he sings, duh. He just really, it was so funny in that episode. I know no one agrees with me, but I found it so entertaining. And so I had to give him a point. And another person on this list um, is a more beloved character for us. It's Daryl. Yeah, it's kind of surprising because Daryl got eight points last season. And this season, he's only gotten the one. And I think it's actually been a fairly good season for Daryl on the whole. Uh, but at the same time, I think compared to some of the storylines he got last season, last season was like the whole discovery of his relationship with White Josh and everything he's going through there. I think there are a lot more opportunities for Daryl to kind of shine. And this season, he kind of... You know, there was like the struggle with his jealousy at the the like Burning Man, whatever that thing was called, the uh, Electric Mesa thing. I think there was a, a, several things that Daryl did that kind of like dinged him a little bit. And even if it'd be like a good Daryl episode, again, it's just like wasn't enough to really vault him over some of the other characters. So yeah, still enjoy Daryl a lot. There's still lots of great Daryl moments in the season, but overall he just, didn't quite reach the heights that he did in season one for all of us for some reason. And the next character in this list is another one. I think we all have nothing but love for it's Dr. Acopian. Uh, I gave her the point this season in the episode where Josh comes and proposes to Rebecca in the middle of a therapy session where Rebecca was really on the right track and Dr. Copian was so excited. And I described it in detail in that episode, just the, theatrics of this ending of the episode where Dr. Copian is so upset and Rebecca is so excited. It's so dramatic. It's so funny. And I had to give Dr. Copian a point there. And another character on this list for the first time, just one point is a new character this season. It's Nathaniel. Yeah, I think we were all a little surprised that Nathaniel was joining this list at one point. Uh, especially since it was not at the hands of any of the three of us. It was our uh, esteemed California correspondent, Tom, uh, Tom Palmer, who came in to give Nathaniel the point. I think it was partially just because of the the one particular song uh, 
uh, that Nathaniel's saying in the elevator. Um, I, I don't have a ton to say other than I'm, I'm very interested to see how Nathaniel does next season in this points total as we sort of are, you know, um, you know, we came in halfway through the season. He didn't, you know, he certainly came in on a, a brutal character note of being like the hard nosed boss. Um, he had some really unfortunate and yet quite hilarious scenes this season. Um, so we'll see how well he does next time. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised that Nathaniel made this list for uh, season two. Yeah. And we have another person who got one point. It's Zhao from early season two, the ping pong champion that Rebecca gets to help her. Yeah, and that was from another guest, Amartha, who at the time said that she will always like pick like the oddball, unusual character if she has a choice and something like that, which I respect. And Zhao was a great part of that episode, so it was a great choice. In fact, if I'd thought of it, I might have given him the point myself uh, before then, but I didn't. So I'm happy that he is here, even though he will probably never show up on the show again. So, But he's got that one point to memorialize him. Yeah, same thing with our next person on the list, who is Chris, who is that kid that hangs out at home base that was friends with Greg and was really supportive of Greg, which is why I personally gave him a point. Um, I think it was the episode like before Greg left or something where he was just being supportive, talking to Greg's sponsor, like saying you're going to do fine when you move. Like, And this is a little kid. And I don't think we've seen him since. But I really thought his friendship with Greg was funny, and I liked how supportive he was. All right, and then we have one more person on this list of people who got one point this season, and the last one in this category is Scott. Uh, and that point was for me early on in the season. I believe it was episode three, um, which was a, a spectacular uh, episode of the season as a whole. Um I'm trying to remember exactly why I gave this point to Scott. I think I was between a few people. There was like some Greg uh, perhaps happening as well. There was like some Daryl and White Josh stuff. Um, but I guess like Scott's overall arc this season was unfortunate, I think is where I'm going to go. Because I think Scott was poised to get actually a good number of points and have like a much higher standing, much better role this season. Um, and just like was not given that in the slightest. And so um this was, of course, before he <laughs> before he cheated with Tanya um, and, and you know, had that whole storyline with Paula. But um, I don't know if we remember back early season three, back when Paula was uh, the, the storyline for Paula was much more about her and law school um, and Scott, like supporting her through that, you know, trying as, as best as he can to, like, take care of the kids and help out around the house. Um, early season two, Scott, I enjoyed um, unfortunately his fall from grace, uh, fall from grace was, uh, abrupt and sharp yeah, and, uh, still hasn't fully recovered in my opinion. And we'll see kind of how that goes, uh, going forward here, but he did make the list at one point. For sure. And it definitely makes sense that he didn't get more than that this season. All right. So that wraps up our biggest category of the people who got one point. Now we will move on. We had three people who got two points each. Uh, so we'll start off with Tommy. So uh, it's really interesting, actually. Each of the people in this category of exactly two points got one from me and then one from Todd. 
Um, <laughs> so let me yep, give none no from me. <laughs> to anyone in this category, which I think is, I think I do think is interesting. Um, I think Tommy's is actually fairly self-explanatory. The episode in season two that we really love, uh, when Rebecca and Tommy were like hanging out all episode and we got like such amazing back and forth between the two of them. I think that was like such a highlight for me this, this entire season. Um, and I really loved Tommy in those episodes. He was like giving the sass back, you know, uh, they were at the drugstore and Rebecca handed him like, like a hundred. It was like, is that enough for candy? Yeah. that'll. <laughs> it was just really, really good stuff. So I loved Tommy, um, the little bit this season that we saw him, but it was just that one episode that got points from both me and Todd. And yet again, yep, the second person on this list, one point from Adam, one from Todd, and that was Rabbi Sherry. And again, Rabbi Sherry, I don't, I, to be honest with you, I'm, let's see who Lindy gave that episode. Dr. Copian, fair enough. Uh, Dr. Copian, that was a great that choice. That was such a great choice, uh, even though she was only in that ending ending part there for the, the big dramatic finish, which was great. Um how do you not give it to Patty LuPone, who's like coming in and singing uh, one of my favorite songs of the season? Probably because Lindy doesn't know who Patty LuPone is. That's okay. Probably. Uh, <laughs> that's probably how you don't give it to her. <laughs> I had to. I thought it was just so good. Uh, Todd was with me in that stint as well. I loved her character, not only in the fact that we got to see Patty LuPone sing that Remember That We Suffered song, but also like give good advice. She was like an actual character in the show that was like coming in and playing a role. And to me, like the getting the pull of Patty Lapone here, not only for the song, but like for the story is like legendary. Um, and I, I just loved it. So uh, easy, easy point in my opinion to, to Rabbi Sherry there. Fair enough. You made a compelling case for it. So I'll agree with you there. All right, we have one more person who got two points this season, and that was someone who we saw a lot of last season and this season, and that is White Josh. Yeah, and White Josh, another kind of like his partner Daryl, uh, White Josh got a lot more points in season one than he did this season. He had seven points last season, only two this season, which is surprising to me in some ways because uh, this is a season where I feel like White Josh finally became his final form. He finally achieved his final form of a judgy white Josh, my favorite version of white Josh. And in fact, the point that I gave him was in the episode where he fully became judgy white Josh. Uh, Adam gave him a point in a different episode of the electric Mesa episode. Whenever he finally told Daryl, they loved him. Uh, but it's a little surprising to me that he's like got fewer points here, but I also feel like even though he was around a lot, a lot of times he was just kind of, in the background, he was like a major driving force of a lot of the episodes he was in. He was just kind of in the background commenting on things for the most part outside of those couple of episodes. And so I think that kind of hurt him reaching the pinnacles of the truly happy points where we might enjoy him a lot in the scenes he was in, but he wasn't a driving force through most of them enough to really get us to draw focus away from the uh, other characters. But White Josh is still one of my favorite characters of the show, so I'm hoping to be able to give him more points in the seasons ahead. He is great. And to be fair, season two has 13 episodes compared to season one having 18. So there is a little bit of, you know, just naturally there's not as many opportunities to give points. So that does explain a little bit of why people got less. But yeah, with only two, he just wasn't as, as present, but always always welcome on the screen all right so that was everyone who got two points now we're moving on to our next category of people who got three points and we have three people there 
And this is going to be an interesting category. Our first person in this category is none other than Rebecca Bunch. I I think like at first I was surprised to see Rebecca this low. And then like I'm looking over the numbers and, you know, looking who picked who. Rebecca didn't get a single point from me all season. One they from, all from me? <laughs> they were no, one I... from each of you and one from Jess. Oh, okay. And so, uh, you know, very interesting to see her be so low. I've just, there was never a point this season for me where Rebecca made me truly happy. I think there were just so many times when I wish she had done something slightly different or the situation she was in was just so brutal and like painful. I was rooting for her the whole time. I'm like, of course, rooting for Rebecca, but um, there was just never a point um, when she made me truly happy. Yeah, I think a, uh, yeah, I think I gave her one point and it was the episode where she tries to save everyone's job that is like the episode that came the closest to like making me truly happy and like she does some things in there that aren't great but a uh, i could forgive them because she was actually trying to put others above herself but yeah i feel like this season there was a uh, some some ups and downs with rebecca it's, it's strange because you would have thought that after breaking up with Josh and being on her own a little bit and kind of going on the journey of self-discovery a little bit that we might've had a few more episodes where she got the really happy point, but then she kept like falling back into her patterns and it became harder to give her the points for me because she would start to like that two steps forward, one step back, or maybe even one step forward, two steps back, you know, where she never was able to pull herself, you know, out of that, death spiral even the one where she made probably the most progress in terms of recognizing her problems it all got scrapped at the very end whenever josh came in and proposed and she hadn't been like really great in the rest episode before she came to a realization so yeah i think it was just like a rough season for rebecca in terms of being able to make me truly happy because even if i found her you know funny and she sang good songs and whatever just overall just her actions just i was like disappointed with her more often than not i think yeah, I gave her a point in the same episode that Todd did, the one where she was trying to make sure no one had to get fired um, because I felt like, oh, this this is her thinking not just of herself, but of all these other people, including Paula. And I think Rebecca, just as Todd said, has a lot of ups and downs. Like she is, to be fair, the main character. And so she's very flawed. We see a lot of her. So it's hard to have episodes where it's like, Oh, yeah, she made me so happy the whole time because she's got a lot going on in her life, doesn't always make the best decisions, but is always entertaining. I gave her a lot of points last season, I know. Um, But there were just, I guess, other people who stood out more in terms of making me happy this season. But I always, always find Rebecca so interesting. All right, and the next person who is in this category of three points is Valencia, who didn't get any points last season, and this season got three. Yep, and two of them came from the same episode where Lindy and I both gave Valencia our points in the Electric Mesa episode, which for me is because Valencia finally became like a totally three-dimensional character. She was no longer just like the two-dimensional foil for Rebecca that she had largely been in the first season. Even if you maybe see like a, some hints of depth here and there, she largely was just there to be an obstacle for Rebecca to overcome. And this season, we finally got to see Valencia come into her own and be you know separate from 
the whole Josh Chan of it all. And that episode was the episode where she finally kind of broke free of that. And so that's the episode where uh, I gave my point to her. And I'd say, I love, from this point on, I love Valencia in the show. I was not a huge fan of Valencia in the first season, but from that episode on, Valencia is great. The way that she interplays with the, the whole girl squad and everything, it just becomes like a really interesting and fun character. I love Valencia in this season and it's such a turnaround from season one. Not surprising at all. We didn't give her any points last time, but this time it makes so much sense. Uh, like Todd said, that episode where they're at the electric mesa, she's brilliant with Rebecca trying to get revenge on Josh. However, misguided their uh, method of that is by peeing on the equipment. Uh, but so funny and becoming friends with Rebecca and, you know, just acting acting differently than she did last season. I mean, Rebecca ends season two engaged to Josh when she and Valencia had spent so much time bonding over not being with Josh. And obviously that's going to upset Valencia, but she doesn't, she doesn't get, you know, angry at Rebecca. She just says like, I just need some time and then shows up to totally support her plans, the wedding and is there for her. So I just absolutely love Valencia in this season. Yeah. And that's actually where my truly happy point came from was at the end of the season, sort of when Valencia was, you know, in that position of running the wedding. Um, I obviously was much higher on Valencia throughout season one than all of you and like continue to be, although never giving her points, um, you know, I guess relatively higher <laughs> is the key word there. Um, I, I really like Valencia. I think she's like going to be a fantastic character here going forward. I, I feel like I say this about a lot of people, but I sort of expect her to be near the top um going forward here so we'll see if that actually comes true but uh i really do like valencia all right and then the last person in this category of three points was maya yeah and like speaking of someone who i expect to be near the top again and this might just be because i will single-handedly get her <laughs> to the top uh as i sort of did this season i have the two maya points and then um i believe it was touchdown tommy that came in and gave maya her third point neither of you giving Maya a point this season, actually, um, which is a little wild to me. I love Maya here. She doesn't, she certainly doesn't have the screen time and the airtime as a lot of the other characters. Um, but boy, when she's there, it is just fantastic. Um, I love, I just love her so much. There's so many funny lines. It was me. I pooped my pants in this and closed. <laughs> like there were so many amazing lines throughout all of this season. Um, I certainly expect Maya to be at the top, uh, you know, going forward here, but yeah, I, you know, most of these points from me and then one from Tommy. Um, I think you two have some explaining to do. Where are your Maya points? Uh, well, you're correct that I did not give my any points and I don't necessarily foresee that changing in the future, to be perfectly honest. Um, wow. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy Maya. Maya makes me laugh, but I am not as big of a Maya stan as everyone else is. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I mean, it just like. She makes you laugh. That's fine. This is like my, an Adam it, level take here from Todd, actually. This is like the time when I was talking about how much I love duh, and Todd was like, well, I don't get it, but yeah. you, you do you. Like, this is wild, Todd. How have you kept I mean, this a secret for so long? No one ever asked me what I think of Maya. Everyone just gushes about her, and I just kind of sit here going, okay, it'll come out I eventually. Know. 
and I, I don't dislike my see my sin here is not being head over heels in love with Maya. It's not like I dislike Maya. I so you Maya's hate her. Funny. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Is there love or hate? That, those are the only two. Uh, those are your options, Todd. So it sounds like you hate her. So get on board. Okay, apparently, I hate Maya. So that's that's where we're going. With. No, I like I said she's funny, but like you asked me to list like my top uh, characters from the show, she would not make my top five. <laughs> so uh, what? Uh, the odds. Uh, we have Paula, Greg, a uh, White Josh, Daryl. Uh, You're putting Daryl above Maya. I am putting Daryl above Maya, yes. Wow. All right. Okay. Breaking news on the podcast today. We had no idea Todd hated Maya with all his guts. came out of nowhere. (laughs) Wait, I said that wrong. He. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. You got it. You got it. You know what I mean? I'm going to edit that to make it sound perfect for you, Lydia, because I cannot believe that Todd (laughs) is having this. I mean, this is seriously like I come in here and I say some ridiculous things, you know, week after week. (laughs) I really do. Thank Uh, you for saying that because it's true. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, I come in here and just say whatever just to like get the reaction from Lindy and you as well, Todd. Finally, he admits it. But like, uh, but like you're serious. You're like not as into as into my as like seemingly everyone else I've talked to that really likes the show. Yeah, exactly. I am not as into this one character as everyone else is, and that is apparently the craziest thing that's ever been said on this podcast ever. It is. So, it actually is. so it's not. It's it's just because Todd, you're usually correct, and so hearing you <laughs> have an incorrect take, it's just very surprising. Yeah, it is wild. I can't. I can't believe it. There are not a lot of things on this podcast that me and Lindy are in complete agreement about, where Todd is on the other side of. And I don't know. I don't know what that. I don't know what that says about us here. I think Adam, you and I are right about this. Maya's amazing. I agree. I'll, I'll just put in my thoughts here. I don't know exactly why I didn't give her a point. I think it's just because in whatever episodes she was in, there was just someone who stood out to me more. It's not that she wasn't really great and wasn't a candidate for my points, but I think just never quite made it to the top. But I hope I give her a point before the show's over. Like, I love Maya. She's always so funny, especially that episode with the girl gang and her and Daryl teaming up to try to infiltrate the hangout, doing their dance. That oh, All of that is incredible. It was iconic. Yeah. Yes. So I love Maya. And I can't believe Todd has never shared this before. Yeah, well, like I said, it was the thing that, Y'all talk about how much you love her, and it's never been a, a moment where he was like, so, Todd, you're silent about Maya, so I've just been biding my time, waiting for the right moment to spring this. I just so I figured... assume that people have correct takes, and I... <laughs> I, I... Yes, you just assume that everyone's taste agrees with yours. So. No, of course. I, always, I always assume Adam's wrong, yeah. and I just always <laughs> assume that Todd is right. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how this works. That's what I get for assumptions, I This guess. is a complete That's the lesson I've saved for, for us for this season two finale is Holy beware God. your assumptions. Well, this is fascinating. I can't I, believe that we just uncovered this right now in the season two retrospective. Oh man, I, I was considering whether to even say anything right now or not. But like, oh, they they teed it up for me perfectly. This is the the perfect time to uh, to unleash it. Well, Adam is speechless. Let's move on to our next person on the list. 
Uh, that was everyone who got three points. Now we're moving on. There is one person who got four points. And Todd just told me not to make assumptions, but I do assume that we all love this person. This person is Karen. Yes, I love Karen. In fact, like three of her points came from one episode with all three of us giving her our points at that one episode. Uh, no, Karen is hilarious. Karen cracks me up. I love how awkward she is. I love how bizarre she is. I love uh, almost everything about Karen. You know, Karen is a fantastic character. And I was sad that she kind of dropped off the face of the earth in the last few episodes because I would have loved to see Karen dealing with the, you know, the bachelorette party or the whatever the you know engagement party or whatever that big party was. I would have loved to see Karen there, not just as a name on a gift bag. So I, uh, I want more Karen. And sadly, I don't think we're going to get it. I love Karen. I mean, this she had that just amazing episode where it was like Karen delivered every single moment she was in it. Um, just her whole thing with her snake and her fiance and and the episode with Angelique. That was this season. Karen is just amazing every time she shows up. Yeah, so so I uh, I'm just looking here. I think I had two of the four Karen points. Actually, we all gave him that one episode, and then I think I also gave her. Um, I don't remember if it was actually the Angelique episode, but good God, Karen is nope. so freaking funny. Uh, it, it was the episode with the uh, Rebecca trying to save everyone's jobs. Was the episode where you gave uh, Karen the point? Oh, okay. Were we over here like penis is my safe word? Uh, yeah. And the- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love Karen. She's really funny. Um, yeah, I, I like nothing more to add. I don't expect to see Karen near the top here. I think this is probably the highest that she'll get to the top of these rankings going forward. But um, I, I really love I've loved Karen. All right. And now we just have three characters left on our list from this season. Two of them got six points and one of them got seven. So it was a close race here. Uh, so first we'll do our category of people who got six points. And the first person in that category is Paula. Yeah, we all love Paula. You know, we all love Paula. And it's interesting, Paula got the bulk of her points at the beginning of the season and the very end of the season. And between there, there was nothing. Like It was like a desert. But Paula got two points in the very first episode and four points in the last two episodes of the season. Nothing in between. I think Paula had a little bit of a rough journey this season because you had like a stretch where she and Rebecca were separated from each other. And I think that really hurt her ability in some ways to like get the truly happy points because she was at odds with Rebecca. They both were kind of being, you know, not entirely rational about everything the whole time. And that kind of made it a little bit more difficult, I think, for her to gain those points. We also didn't have like all the Paula Rebecca hijinks like we did in the first season. So her removing herself from Rebecca's uh, schemes like really diluted her presence on the show in a lot of ways. I mean, she was still a really important factor a lot of the time, but just in general, you just didn't have them working together anywhere near as much as you did in the first season. I think that's like a big reason why. I mean, she still, again, got a lot of points uh, in general compared to most of the other characters but I think if she had been closer to Rebecca throughout, I think she probably easily would have taken the number one spot. 
notably, um, and again, this is I'm like looking at these now for the first time, I guess, like in total, I didn't give Paula a single point this season. Um, which I, I, I didn't give her as many points in the first season as either of you. Um, I do like Paula. I, I will say I didn't love her whole arc of season two. I, I didn't love kind of the story that she came into the beginning of the season with. I thought it was really inconsistent with where we left her off with in season one, um, which can be okay. Characters can like take turns. That's fine. Um, but I just feel like all of her arcs were sort of like weak and not as well done as I would have expected them to be. You know, we had like the law school stint. We gave her like the law school friend that like, sort of never turned into anything. We had the unfortunate thing with like Scott going away and she was all independent and on her own. And then like Daryl coming in to bring Scott back into like, that was what Paula was doing. And then she's like supporting Rebecca here at the end. She had a, she had a very strong end to the season, but like not as strong as where she was like prime season one. And so I, I, I like, don't think we've seen Paula, you know, at her best at all here in season two. Um, and I, I will say, I do think season two is the worst of Paula's seasons. So, I, you know, I certainly expect her to be near the top of the list, if not at the top of the list for, you know, the foreseeable future. But for season two, um, Paula, Paula and her storylines didn't do it for me. I, you know, Paula, some of the storylines were frustrating. Everything with Scott. I know we've talked about that. Um, but like you said, like. Paula had points at the beginning and points at the end. I think she finished the season so strong. I think my favorite Paula moment might be recency bias because we just watched this, but it was when she called Rebecca's mom and was like, you are going to go to the store and buy a wedding dress and send it overnight and show it for your daughter. I just loved that Paula did that for Rebecca and then didn't tell Rebecca about that at all. Just said, you know, she's just showing up for you. Like, Paula is so supportive of Rebecca and I just while she had ups and downs in the season I'm so glad that we saw all of the moments from her the good and the bad I think that makes her such a interesting character to watch just like I find Rebecca interesting I find Paula really interesting in a different way but I'm so glad that they are both characters on this show all right and then we have one other person who got six points and that was heather i know todd is like the number one heather fan so yeah i love heather so much heather and white josh you know fight for like number one in my affections uh for the series both of them because they are both kind of you know judgmental and snarky and that's like my my love language i guess but and it's interesting because Heather got the, her six points just in two episodes. And one episode, it was uh, Lindy, myself, and our guest, who I have to go look back and see who was even our guest. Melissa. Was the Melissa episode. So the three of us, and that was the uh, the Friendtopia episode. Uh, that was the Trapped in the Bathroom the Stuck episode. in the Bathroom, yeah, yeah. Stuck in the Bathroom episode. There's lots of really good Heather stuff in that episode. Just like the things I love about her, the her it's like constantly trying to like push Valencia like, no, no, don't do that. No, that's wrong. No, no, don't, don't clap. No, <laughs> that sort of thing. And then the episode right after that was also, and that's uh, the other episode where we gave Heather all of our points, um, which is like, and trying to remember what that episode was that was the 
Oh, that's the one where they were stalking Josh's uh, new girlfriend, uh, which seems like an odd one to give Heather points for, but I think Heather was just not engaging, and I think we kind of felt like she was the best person to get the points compared to everyone else in that episode, maybe. Uh, but no, uh, I love Heather. I love Heather's uh, whole attitude. Even the episodes where she... I think one of the things this season, Heather felt like there's several episodes where she was just missing completely or just in the background not doing a whole lot. I feel like this season, they just didn't utilize Heather to her full potential, which is a little frustrating. But whenever she did pop on screen, she was excellent. I agree. I think she's amazing. So funny. Every time she shows up, but I can't, I'm struggling to think of like, what is her arc in the season? I don't know that she necessarily has one. She just shows up sometimes, you know, is talking to the other characters, but we don't necessarily see anything from like her perspective. I think the biggest thing she did this season was probably the Miss Douche stuff. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like her only arc is, oh, I live with my parents. Oh, not Miss Douche. And I am living with Rebecca. And that happened in the span of like one episode. So it's like. Yeah. And I feel like we didn't see very much about Heather and Rebecca as roommates. You would think that would be a big source of like funny or interesting moments. But I really don't think we saw much of that. No, I, so like the main thing we saw of that kind of back and forth, excuse me, was that episode seven when they were on their computers, you know, researching and Heather's, you know, was coming in from a Miss Douche thing or whatever. It's like, are you guys still in the same positions or, or like whatever she said there? Um, so there was like some good hijinks there, but yeah, uh, certainly not enough Heather this season, I think, to like get a lot of points. I'm interested to see how Heather goes going forward because I, I totally agree. She's one of my favorite characters. Um probably in my top five whatever we'll see um but I, I i do think um you know i think she'll be up there but i i don't actually anticipate her being at the top of the list by any means um but we'll see uh heather got a very good split of points here the two two one and then one from a guest split so we you know we're all kind of on the same page that we like heather and we want more of her but we just didn't really get it this season all right, and then we have just one more character to talk about. This is the person who got the most truly happy points from us this season with seven points. It's a little funny because this is a character who appeared in just four episodes of the 13-episode season, and that is Greg. And right what? now, Jess Sterling's mind is like melting. Like, how? How do you? How did Greg win the season? Like, why can I tell you, Jess? We love Greg. He's only in like one season and four episodes so far, but we love Greg. So, yeah. So uh, it's uh, three from me, two from Lindy, one from Scott. I'm sorry, Todd. Oh my from god, Scott. I'm like looking at all these names, and I'm <laughs> really getting uh, bamboozled here. And then one from Austin, uh, our episode three guest. So seven points for Greg in four episodes. Uh, it's rounded out. Um, I did a lot of work there for Greg early on. Three out of my first four points went to Greg. But I, I, the one thing I will say, I feel like, you know, and I, I would have to like go back and re-listen to those first couple of podcasts. I feel like every single podcast of the you know first four podcasts of season two, we were like, this might be Greg's best song yet. Or like, this is my favorite Greg song. Or like, we were throwing out fives like it was nothing at all, you know, at all these Greg songs. Season two, Greg, despite there only being four episodes, was spectacular. I mean, truly spectacular. Um, it was it was unfortunate to see him leave. 
I, you know, I would be, it, it would be a much different season had Greg stayed. And I, you know, I'm not only just truly happy wise or points wise, but it would have been a really interesting thing to see Greg kind of have some of these interactions with Nathaniel. I think that Greg would have been at the top of the list clearly if he would have stayed. And I think the margin would have been kind of wild. Um, I loved Greg in season two. I wanted more. His songs were amazing. His story was amazing. His interactions were amazing. His send off was amazing. I wanted more Greg, but alas, he's gone. Greg makes me truly happy and it makes me truly upset that he's gone. Like I wish he had more, but it is surprising to me that he wins the season from our points when he was only there at the beginning, but hearing Adam talk about it, like it makes sense because he's such a big presence and he had so much good stuff going on in those four episodes, including some amazing songs. So I get it, but I miss him. Yeah, I think, one of the things that helped propel him to the top, other than just uh, Adam like a, uh, stuffing the ballot box a little bit. But even then, I think most of those cases, I think most of us were probably like, oh, do I give it to Greg or to Paula? Do I give it to White Josh or to Greg? You know, I think because like, like the only reason I gave White Josh my point the episode you both gave Greg your points, I think was because that was the episode where White Josh became his true self and I could not give White Josh a point. But if it wasn't for that, it would have gone to Greg. And Greg had such a great arc just those four episodes, just seeing him dealing with his alcoholism, seeing him dealing with all these changes and trying to become a better person and actually recognizing what he needed to do to be a happy person, or at least try to find that happiness and not fall back into his old patterns. It's just such a great, great story that it was really hard for Greg not to get a lot of points. And I don't know if anyone else's character arc this season was that positive like continuously on the whole time that they were on the screen, which for Greg, it was. And I think that was kind of what helped propel him forward is that he had such a great story arc in such a small amount of episodes and everyone else's arcs were all over the place up and down or barely even being on the show. And so Greg had a lot of really concentrated greatness that no other character really got throughout the season. Yeah, I would argue that Valencia also had a similar, very positive arc. We just didn't see it in the quantity that that Greg did. We, it wasn't as concentrated. There weren't as many songs. It wasn't as like big of a deal in any one episode. Um, I, and I honestly think that Greg could have easily had like four more points here. I think that like that first episode, I think we were all, even I was between like Greg and Paul. You guys went Paul, I went Greg. Um, that third episode, I was between Scott and Greg. And, you know, you guys said uh, Daryl and Chris, and you even said uh, Todd, you were between White Josh and Greg. I think Greg could have easily ended up with like four more points here to like throw him even, you know, more to the top. So uh, Greg wins uh, season two. At least of the, uh, as it stands right now, before we each give out one more point. But Greg was at the top of the top of the leaderboard here uh, at the end of season two. Yes, congrats to Greg. He wins season two. And now we're just going to do, uh, just say who has the most overall points. We don't need to discuss them again, but we'll just go down the list uh, and see who has the most points. And, of course, that is Greg with 18 points is currently at the top of our list. Then we have Paula with 17. I have a feeling she's going to overtake him pretty soon. Um, Then we have Heather with 14, Rebecca with 13, Daryl with 9, White Josh with 9, Karen with 5, 
Maya with three, Scott with three, Valencia with three, Dr. Akopian with two, Tommy with two, Rabbi Sherry with two, Josh with one. I said Josh. <laughs> Didn't I? <laughs> Josh. Please edit that out. Josh. Honestly, with it's one. surprising to see him on this list too. So I get it. Yeah, it makes, <laughs> it makes sense. Salami. Salami all over yeah, again. Salami with one. Can't um, help myself. Okay. Josh with one. Did I say it right? <laughs> I can't even tell. Just one more time. Say it one more time and then we'll, we'll get it. Josh with one. Nailed there it. There you go. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay. Madison with one. Uh, I hate that this is on the list, but the table with one. That's how I feel about Josh being on the list, too. So it, you okay, know, it well, all there, tracks. There you go. Yeah, it's Nathaniel all good. Daniel with one, Zhao with one, and Chris with one. And that is our overall combined seasons one and two list. So we'll see where uh, it takes us in season three. Could be some shakeups there on our leaderboard. Certainly could be. Uh, speaking of a little bit of shakeups, we're going to end uh, this segment here by each of us giving one more truly happy point for this season. And I think we'll use the same guidance that we gave at the end of last season of representing the season as a whole. Who this season made you truly happy. So it's not necessarily who you gave the most points to or you know anything like that, but who this season made you truly happy. Lindy, we'll start with you. Who made you truly happy in season two? Well, thanks for starting with me. Um, <laughs> I think my answer may surprise you. Um, I thought about this and I was like, you know who I really love this season? And well, I'll just say it and then explain. I'm going to give my truly happy point for season two to Valencia. Oh, I love it. I love it too. I thought about it and I was like, man, I love Valencia. And especially when you compare her to season one Valencia. Like, she has just totally grown and been on a journey since then. And I just love her in this season being friends with Rebecca, you know, wondering where is my life going now? Like, I had it all planned out and now I don't know what to do. I have to figure out a new path. And, you know, she's being supportive of Rebecca, also figuring out what to do. She's over Josh, but, you know, she's not sure where she's going. And she supports Rebecca and becomes her wedding planner in the end of the season. And I just thought, I just love Valencia all the way through here. So she is getting my point. Uh, amazing. I really love that pick uh, for you, Lindy. I think that's great. I think Valencia is fantastic in season two. Todd, who made you truly happy throughout season two? Man, this is such a tough decision. I told them at the beginning, before we started recording, this is going to be like a game time decision for me because there are several characters that I love and it's really hard to narrow it down to just like one character over the course of the season. And it really, it ultimately comes down to two characters for me. And I think I'm going to wind up going with white josh uh again he wasn't like a major presence throughout the season but every time he showed up i loved him every time he showed up in a scene and had his little snarky comments or whatever it just made me smile made me laugh uh greg was like the other one i was really close to but greg being so concentrated at the beginning of the season made it hard for me to give him my point for the full season i think but uh white josh as a character that again he became his final form early on the season. I got to see Judgy White Josh for the whole season, and that just made me truly happy. Uh, 
yeah fascinating i think totally fair choice there to uh for white josh here in season two um i also struggled with this a little bit here I was thinking, Greg, you know, we gave it, we gave a lot of points to Greg right up front. I think Greg had an amazing arc. I'm very high on him throughout those first four episodes, but it's really tough for me to give, you know, we haven't seen him in so many episodes. And so um, it's hard for me to give it to Greg. I sort of outlined earlier why I I can't really give it to Paula for this season. Um, as much as, and I do love Paula as a character. I just think that like season two was really rough for her um, for a lot of reasons. So I can't really give it to her. And I would also love to give it to Karen, but it was just like a few kind of really, really highlights. The Je suis Angelique still kills me every time. That whole party scene was so good where she's like eating the lube. Just amazing stuff. Um, <laughs> what's happening there? And um, But that only leaves me with one choice uh, for who to give it to here. For my overall season two, the character that made me truly happy. The character that I love with a passion, no matter what Todd says. I'm giving it to Maya. Maya gets my point here for season two. Well, I can't believe that my rabid anti-Maya rant that I went on about how much I hate her didn't sway you. <laughs> uh, it might have swayed me, Todd, but not in the direction that <laughs> <Yeah>. you wanted. <laughs> I know. As soon as I got done with that thing, I'm like, Maya is 100% getting Adam's point now. If she wasn't getting the point before, I revealed that I don't love her. It's, he's, she's definitely getting the point now. It was really close. I actually think that Paula had a chance, but like talking it through uh, sort of got me away from Paula, um, which tracks because I didn't give a single point to Paula all season. So, uh, but Maya gets my truly happy point. Nothing huge with a shakeup here for the season two. We'll see kind of going forward if these had any sort of impact there, but no big shakeups there uh, for many of us. Greg still on top um, of everyone else. And that's all the characters from season two. So we went through them all and we only have one more thing to do. Um, which usually I say that right before we like get to the game or we go through our pretzels. Sometimes I say we only have one more thing to do when in reality we have two more things to do. Um, but this actually, we only have one more thing to do. And so what we're going to do here is go one by one, uh, talk a little bit about our favorite songs of the season. And there's a lot of really good ones. Um, and then each of us have picked a uh, underrated song. And so I do want to say at the outset, I've just, just, just done a little bit of math here. The average score that all of us have given throughout season two i came in at a 3.4 which you know i don't know if you expect that to be high or expect that to be low lindy came in at a 3.9 a full half point higher than me and todd is at a 3.8 so um just below uh lindy there so uh, you know perhaps surprisingly unsurprisingly those zeros do a lot of work in these averages um, yeah, I was going to say, I would have expected Adam, who throws the five pretzels around like candy, to be higher. But yeah, he also, Adam grades a lot more at the extremes than either Lindy or I. I use the full scale, that's for sure. I use the full zero to five scale uh, with Reckless Abandon. Um, and with that, uh, I, you know, I can go ahead and start here. A few of my favorite songs of this season. I really loved Greg's drinking song uh, right at the beginning of the season. Um, I thought that it was just like such an amazing encapsulation of like Greg's whole vibe um, and also like allowed us to sort of like get a funny but also a very real perspective on his life and sort of like some of the problems that he's going through. So I really love that song from Greg. I have to mention, of course, remember that we suffered the Patty Lapone special uh, that we get. I thought was just so good. Um, the DJ in that song, when I say we, you say suffer, we. It was just like so good. I really love that song. 
Um, and then the other standout for me, uh, the reason why we had our esteemed guest Austin Smith on the podcast, the song Math of Love Triangles. Um, just an incredible song. Uh, truly, like, you know, some one of the best songs, I think, of the entire show. And then as my underrated song, um, there's probably a little bit of recency bias in here, but I was trying to find a song that I gave a five to that neither of you did that I thought was like a really strong song. And Rebecca's Surprise in the season finale uh, sort of came up as a song that I think is a little bit underrated. Um, just sort of like summing up Rebecca's feelings, setting the stage for what we're about to see, kind of bringing everything together. Um, and, you know, giving us this insight on how Rebecca is feeling in this incredibly emotional and and what's soon to be difficult uh, situation. So I really loved Rebecca's surprise. So those are some of my favorites of the season. That's my underrated pick of the season. Todd, what about you? Highlights and underrated. So I wound up filling out my list uh, after Adam and Lindy had already filled up theirs. So I tried to give a little bit of uh, variety in my favorite songs, I think, because there are at least one on Adam's list and one on Lindy's list that might have made my list. Uh, I love Math of Love Triangles. I won't spoil which one of Lindy's would have made my list just yet. But that still left a lot of really great songs to pick from, two of which are Greg's songs, uh, Shit Show, like the last song he performs as himself, just by himself, just before he gets on the it's just a fantastic song it's just a, a wonderful little ballad about how horrible he and rebecca are for each other it's just like beautifully sung wonderfully written it's just a great song and then tap that ass with greg and josh the whole thing the song the the performances the lyrics the dancing everything about that is just hilarious and catchy and gets stuck in my head far too often like Talk about songs that you know get stuck in my head that I can't really sing out loud in public because you know. Uh, so yeah, and then uh, the other song that I love, uh, one of the songs that I sing to myself a lot is "You're My Best Friend," but I know I'm not yours. Uh, I just love that song, and I outlined the episode. A lot of it is just it resonating with me, like on a personal level, you know. So, but even beyond that, I think it's like a really sweet, uh, charming, simple song. And it's also my underrated song. Like Adam, I went back through to see what songs did I give high scores to that other people didn't give high horse, high scores to. And for the most part, if I gave something a five, either Adam or Lindy also gave it a five. This is the only song that I gave a five that no one else gave a five to. And I completely understand why not, but I also feel like it's a really good song. And so that gets my underrated pick. If it helps. It would have gotten a five. If not for the stupid, yeah. I am, I, I meant to mention that. Like the only reason that uh, Adam underrated it was because of the uh, Daryl not actually being able to play the ukulele and that being one of Adam's strange uh, pet peeves. So. It, well, uh, you know. Uh, okay. I mean, it's no, it's no not being madly in love with Maya, but still it's up there, I think. Boy, you just keep bringing that up, Todd. I, I would be curious to see if you have any listener support on... Uh, your thoughts and feelings on Maya. I hope not. I don't think so. I don't think I so. Mean, again, I don't hate Maya. That's the thing. I'll. I'm gonna edit that so it just says I hate Maya. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> he was like, I hate Maya. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Maya. That's the thing. Okay. Just bring um, your hate to me. I shall feast on it. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay maybe that's how we'll open the show i keep saying i'm gonna do all these editing things but like i'm not so wonder like how many times i can make that joke and have it still be funny i mean yeah you only like edit in like a victory song after you win the game don't tell us that you're going to edit that in. well i had to put that in there just to you know um just set the correct vibe uh speaking of the correct vibe lindy what were your favorite songs uh this season as well as an underrated pick Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I absolutely love the songs in this season. Overall, I just think like they were so amazing throughout the season. I had so many favorite songs come up here and I was just looking at it. There were about 30 songs this season and I gave out 10 full five pretzels. Like that is a third of the songs that I thought were just perfect. <laughs> I love so many of them. I narrowed it down to, you know, probably the three I've listened to the most, but there are others I could talk about and love just as much. But I think we all know my all time favorite song from the entire show is Love Kernels. Just first episode of the season comes out with this song. It's incredible. I talked about it passionately in our recap about how every single line is amazing and funny and just incredible like the music and the video like when you're watching it is incredible i love everything about love kernels it is my number one favorite song of the show uh another one i love this season is friendtopia i think that's a really popular one it's fun it's about friendship which i love and it's got you know rebecca Heather, Valencia, it's funny, it's a little dark, it's, you know, Spice Girls, I love it. And then my third pick for one of my favorites is Let's Have Intercourse, which is a more recent one in the season. Nathaniel, obviously, I just think this one is so funny. I listen to this one a lot. Uh, the dancing in it with him and Rebecca is funny. I think Adam approves of Nathaniel just dropping the guitar at the beginning, not even bothering to play it. Um, I love this song as well. But again, there were so many that I absolutely adored. And so I can I could never pick just a few. I listened to so much of season two's songs all the time. All right. And then my underrated song. Now, I think the obvious choice would be duh, but I know that that's a me thing. That's <laughs> that's not underrated because I know no one else gets it like I do. And <laughs> I think that does mean it's underrated. Everyone, Adam is does not look amused. Um, I, the phrase I think that you're looking for is that you don't get it like everyone else does. I think, <laughs> I think that's closer to where we're looking here. Okay, but that is you, have, you gave Da a five, Lindy. I did, I did, and Adam gave it a zero, and we can't get further apart than that on our opinions. <laughs> I would have given it negative if I was allowed to. I know, but we said no. We said no to that. He asked. Yeah, I know. We were I like, no, that's to. not gonna work with the math. But <laughs> Oh, it would have worked just fine. <laughs> but I love that one, but I understand. No one else loves it like I do. That's fine. But there is one that I do find really underrated, which is the one I'm actually picking, because I love this song. I gave it a five, and I think it's really funny and wonderful. And I don't think that anyone else really appreciated it like I do. And that is Research Me Obsessively. I think that one is great. It's so funny, all the little details about these 
people Rebecca is looking up and is this her is this her and then like oops it's three days later like don't do anything productive <laughs> like research me obsessively I love that one yeah, I think, uh, you know, we don't need to, like, rehash the same <laughs> thoughts that we had at the time. Um, you know, I love Brittany Snow, and I think that there's, like, a lot more that her voice could have done there in that episode. So I, I like, wanted more um, from her in that song. But, uh, you know, I think it was a, a decent song. It wasn't, it certainly wasn't the lowest of the lows that I gave by any means. Um, that would be done. I had a two, Todd had a 2.9 and Lindy had a full five. Um, yeah, I just feel like it's underrated. I get it, but I love that one. Do you listen to it outside of like uh, oh, watching yeah. the show? I do. Well, All of the ones I give a five, I listen to over and over again outside of the show. If you ever see Lindy out in the wild and she's like listening to music, just know that there's a chance that it's either research me obsessively or let's have intercourse. And I think those are two <laughs> really funny songs that Lindy could just be listening to while she's just like walking down the street. It really might be. I could, you don't know. I don't. So you, yeah. So you also listen to duh all the time. Hmm. I said I do. And <laughs> I've already been judged I know, I just... for it. I just just had to confirm. Just uh... it's on the it's on the playlist. It's not like I, you know, uh, single out that one. It's just on the playlist of the ones that I love. Fair enough. Uh, quick pop quiz here before we uh, wrap up here today. The averages for season two or season one. Which one do you think was higher? For all the songs. For all the songs between just the three of us, not including guests. I feel like season two. Todd. Yeah, I feel like maybe season two. It was indeed season two. How much higher do you think? Remember, this is like a scale of one to five over the course of a lot of songs. Maybe like half a point. Yeah, I don't think it's been by much, but I could be wrong. Uh, it's only by a quarter of a point, actually, which I which I, I will say I actually think is pretty significant. Um, you know, especially like over the course of this many songs for us to be like consistently higher there, you know, by a quarter of a point is uh, really good. Amazing songs here in season two. And I think that, unless anyone else has anything. Do we want to just very briefly say where we rank season two compared to season one overall? That's a tough one. I know. That's a really tough one. Lindy, do you have a thought there? Do you? Uh, yeah, do you yeah, I do have a thought. Just uh, briefly, I think I love them both. I'm. I would never say I dislike any of this because i love this show we talk about it every week for hours i love both season one and season two but i have to say that i think overall i like season two better and i would rank it first because i think so many of the songs i just absolutely love that's the case in season one too but i just think overall season two doesn't have any episodes that are like misses or as many songs that are misses i think it's great throughout i don't know if i'd agree with the no misses of episodes i feel like we had a few episodes there that were misses this season that we talked about kind of went off the rails a little bit uh yeah between the two it is rough because you know my initial instinct is to say season one uh, I just feel like, again, you had a whole lot more Greg in season one. 
I feel like there was a whole lot more stuff that if I just was thinking about episodes that I loved, I would probably be picking more from season one than season two. But I also say whenever I was trying to rewatch season one for the podcast, I found it pretty easy to stop and not watch ahead. Whenever I started rewatching season two for the podcast, I wound up just binging all of it because each episode kind of ended on this almost like a little bit cliffhanger, like what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? So that almost makes me want to put season two ahead a little bit. But I think push comes to shove. I think I still might give season one just a little bit of an edge, but it's really, really close. Gosh. I think it's close to, um, to, to Lindy's point earlier. I, and, and to, you know, what Todd was saying as well. I think there were a couple misses here in season two, as there were in season one. I look at like uh, seven, eight, and nine of, of season two, and I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, it didn't like do a lot for me. I think like once we lost Greg there in season two, um, and before we got to Nathaniel, I think the show was like struggling with what to do with itself, which is like a very natural place to be when you lose like one of the leads. But, um, I think like for that reason, I have to give the edge to season one. Um, also just sort of like in the sense that this is not a traditional show, like what it was doing in season one is not something that's like, you know, common. You like, don't see a lot of shows like this. Um, and I think just like setting up that premise and like introducing us to this wild cast of characters, um, they did like such a good job of that in season one. Obviously, we're all like in love with the show. We talk about it for way too long every single week. Um, but I really love season one. Um, yeah, so I, I think I have to I have to give the slight advantage to season one as well. But it, it is close. It is close. Yeah. I mean, honestly, more thing about, I think the thing that really tips season one over season two for me is just the Paula factor. The, the whole Scott cheating on her storyline, I hate that so much. It's really hard for me to put season two above season one, I think. Just that in and of itself, the way it kind of derailed a, a Paula and Scott's relationship, which had been built up so beautifully before that, that a, a, I think it's enough for me to kind of ding season two down a little bit and again they're both both great seasons i love them both but yeah and well not even like spilled over into all of her other stuff as well sort of like taking away paula for a good chunk of this season from things that i would have loved to have seen her been more involved in so um yeah i have to go season one that's a good question though lindy um yeah i think i'm with todd i have to go season one and i think with that Unless Lindy has any other questions that she wants to ask here at the end? No, that's it. No, that's it. Okay. (laughs) Um, I think with that, we will get out of here. Um, Before I ask you what you're doing and what you're up to, Lindy, what are we doing uh, next week for our next episode? Next week is going to be very interesting. I am going to go through uh, Adam's old text to me from when he was watching the show for the first time. And we're going to do a little, just a little look into Adam's thoughts about the show from way back when, and maybe throw in a few other topics in there. Who knows? Maybe a quiz. We'll see. It should be fun, though, no matter what. Okay. I was going to ask if you had any thoughts as to, like, the format, how you wanted to do it. If you just wanted to, like, come in here and roast me for an hour, like, however the... (laughs) 
I haven't decided yet, but okay. that does sound appealing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be Lindy roasting Adam while I just sit here with a bucket of popcorn. Yeah. It, uh, when, when exactly, when did I watch the show for the first time? It would have been like September of 2020, something like that. Yeah. I think sometime in the fall of 2020 ish. Okay. So it'll be interesting to think what Adam said all the way back when, um, that Lindy has proof of because she doesn't delete her text. So who deletes their text? Please tell me. Cause Adam I do. Yeah, I do. is always just like, Oh, it's so weird. You have text. It's just because. I never delete them. Like I'm not keeping them on purpose. They're just there. Uh, Todd, do you have texts from like a year and a half ago that you still have? I'm sure. I don't go in and delete my texts. So. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Okay. Todd. Well, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, I, Lenny could honestly make up anything because I like can't tell her that she's wrong here. Um, I could have said anything at that point. So who knows, but that's what we'll be doing next week before we get back to the first episode of season three, which will be the following week. So, uh, you know, uh, next episode, come here, me get roasted by Lindy. Come to see what Adam had to say about a year and a half ago. Um, and then of course the week after that, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming going through season three of crazy ex-girlfriend Lindy. Uh, what are you up to? Where can people find you at? You both, honestly, both Lenny and Todd have been busy these last couple of weeks. They've been all out and about on various podcasts and Twitch streams and all kinds of stuff. Lindy, where can people find you? Oh, yeah, I've been so busy. I was on one podcast other than our own. <laughs> um, if you missed it, I was on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me talking about Dawson's Creek season four, episode three with Jess and Sarah. It was amazing. So definitely check that out if you haven't already. And you can find me on Twitter at TVLindy, TVLindy, and our podcast Twitter, 1CXG Podcast. That's O N E C X G Podcast. Amazing, Todd. What are you up to? Where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter to, you know, roast me for my Maya takes at librarian, you know, at, at librarian Todd, because Todd Librarian was too many characters. You can also find me twice a month, as the plan right now, over on twitch.tv slash DMPhilly as part of the. Uh, threads in the pattern role-playing game where myself former guest tom palmer and some of our friends from the psr discord all get together to play DD set in the world of the wheel of time where i play callum hearn a male wilder chandler whose power might be slowly driving him mad it was uh, we had our first episode uh we just recorded it uh yesterday uh we would have dropped a couple weeks ago by the time this episode comes out but it was a lot of fun uh, it was really cool to get to play in some older, it's a basically third edition of D&D &D where currently everyone plays in fifth edition. It's kind of fun to play in those old rules, kind of fun to play in a different world, kind of fun to play a character who might be slowly losing his mind. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. And if you're a fan of Wheel of Time or Dungeons and Dragons or just seeing a bunch of friends have fun together, I highly recommend checking it out. Yeah, I'm also playing a character that loses his mind. It's just like my real life PC. Uh, it's just me. I'm lo slowly losing my mind. Uh, it was a fantastic show uh, last night. I caught, I caught like the first two thirds of it and it was so much fun to watch all of them. They have an amazing crew there over at twitch.tv slash Philly. Would highly recommend. I am, of course, Adam H. You can find me on Twitter at PianomanAdam1. Um, I was also on the Upload uh, Season 2 uh, recap podcast uh, with... Um, Jess Sterling and Mike Bloom over on Posture Recaps. Um, but of course, the most important place that you can find me is right back here, where next week I will be getting absolutely roasted by Wendy for all of my takes from a year and a half ago here at One of the Struggle Podcast. And until then, bye.